What are some of the key internal linking opportunities in 2022? Hi, I'm David Bain, your host today, and on this episode, we're looking at internal linking, covering topics like what internal linking strategies work best now, and how to determine whether or not your internal linking is good or not so good. But before we get started, you may have picked up on the fact that this episode of the show wasn't live streamed. That's a result of the conversation that uh, Dixon and I have had with Majestic. Now, Ogar versus New Blood is generally a light-hearted yet we hope informative show that we certainly intend to continue. However, as a result of conversations with Majestic, we've changed the format of this month's episode. To give you more detail, Majestic have a post in their blog saying, with the ongoing developments of a humanitarian crisis in Europe, precipitated by the invasion of Ukraine, we felt that it would be inappropriate to proceed with a live stream of the show today. You can check out the full blog post at blog. .majestic.com. And the blog post also includes a link to a great resource that SE Ranking have produced with a list of organisations that are seeking donations for Ukraine. Now you can find that over at serankingcom slash blog slash stand hyphen with hyphen Ukraine. All our thoughts are with the innocent victims of this horror. One of the other differences in today's episode you may have noticed is I've shuffled over from the producer's chair to the host's chair to allow our regular host to dispatch his expansive knowledge of internal linking. So I've been looking forward to saying this, representing the old guard, Dixon. What's your name and where do you come from? Thanks. Thanks, David. And, and I, echo, I echo the thoughts that, that um, you and Majestic have made. It's a horrendous situation and anything that we can do to um, to stop the monster, um, you know, um, is uh, is welcome. And I hope that the sh- but at the same time, the sh- you know, work must go on. We've got to carry on with life somehow. So, uh, thanks for taking over the uh, the hosting chair because I didn't think I could uh, handle too many uh, different things in my head at the same time. But I'm Dixon Jones. Um, uh, I, I'm I, I'm an ambassador, of course, of Majestic, but uh, also I have a, another business, internal uh, inlinks, which uh, um, <coughs> optimizes internal links within within people's websites. So. Uh, I kind of it's it's kind of my 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 bread and butter, if you like. So that's Dixon sitting comfortable in the old guard chair, but um, on the new blood side are two ladies who have both both actually been, um, according to my research, in the SEO game since around two thousand and eight. But that's a lot more recent than Dixon, so they still qualify as new blood in this particular conversation. So, um, may first of all, Mags, um, tell us a little bit about you and and what you do. Yes, I'm Max Chikora. I'm SEO expert with, as you already mentioned, 13 years of SEO experience. Um, I specialize in travel SEO. And so I would say, um, as especially with uh, working with um, large um, websites, more than 1 million URLs. So I would say I specialize in scalable SEO solutions and obviously inspiring content. So this is, um, th- that would be my bread and butter. And I'm really excited to be here, obviously. Oh, great to have you here, Mags. Um, also with us is Orit. Orit, please introduce yourself. Hi, David and everyone. Yes, uh, I'm Orit. Uh, I've been in SEO since 2008, as David mentioned. Uh, I think that uh, I would define my expertise as in-house just because I've worked at big 
uh, companies uh, basically since the beginning of my career. Uh, I've worked at companies like um, eToro uh, on the financial side and uh, Sockfried on the women's fashion side. So, uh, and eighty uh, eight and William Hill on the gambling side. So, yeah, my, my bread and butter has always been like highly competitive industries. Uh, I like the challenge. Uh, recently taken on a new challenge with Forbes, uh, just joined a month ago as a director of uh, international SEO at Forbes. Uh, yeah, very excited. Big team, big challenge. Uh, excited. Well, we're very excited to have you all here as well. It's, um, you know, we say new blood, but you certainly got an incredible amount of experience, um, everyone on the panel there as well. So let's get started, first of all, I think, um, with your opinion on the biggest mistake that brands make with their internal linking. So maybe, shall we shovel back to Dixon? Dixon, what would you say is the biggest mistake that, that you see that many brands make with their internal linking? I think the biggest mistake that I think uh, people make is uh, just adding adding links at the bottom of a of, of an article or around an article. Uh, uh, just just having not necessarily contextually relevant, but certainly no no sort of explanation as to why there's other things there. So uh, just 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 putting links on a page really helps. I think makes makes uh, websites go backwards when it comes to try to understand a website. If there's no logic for those links um it causes a bit of a problem uh, and i think that's probably the biggest thing from my point of view so mags i see you writing away there and nodding your head and saying yes there as well and uh, was yes. that you could be your answer as well or do you have something else in yes. terms of the, a bigger mistake yes but i would probably um add as well uh, going straight away for massive mega navigation this is something um, I'm not big fan of of uh, massive menus. Um, the reason being is that obviously it's for the same reasons. Um, you don't have um, it. Kind of takes away the power of anchor text, um, not manipulation, but play with anchor text within your site, and it all also makes the links less contextual as well. Um, so in a way, they you know very often the landing pages are linked from completely unrelevant landing pages and. Overall, if the website, especially within travel, if the website doesn't have mega menu, I would definitely not recommend doing that. Probably a different story would be within the retail uh, or e-tail um, uh, um, websites. But yeah, that's completely separate discussion. I would say mega menu would be going straight away from mega menu would be the, 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 the big interlinking mistake. So, all right, I think I detected a very faint nod when... Mag said um, Mega Menu isn't the, the, the best place to, to start, certainly in terms of internal linking. Would you agree with that? And also, what is your biggest mistake yeah. as well? Don't get me started on Mega Menus. Definitely, I'm, I'm with Mag here. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, having worked at e-coms, I think that's the worst thing to do and also the, the most difficult thing to stray away from. Um, you know, mega menus really make the website architecture quite flat. Uh, and this is something that I've actually had a conversation specifically about this with uh, John Mueller, the man himself, uh, just as I was preparing for my uh, talk in Brighton SEO, uh, when I was having him uh, have a look at my website and I was like discussing the mega menu. So uh, I was trying to tell him like, but this is important. Uh, all of this is important. And he was telling me, okay, so if everything is important, then nothing is important. Uh, because, you know, you don't give anything, any type of priority. And that kind of changed my 
completely my my outlook on, mm. on how I look at um, website architecture and, and mega menu. But yeah, but in, in fact, so I'm, I very much resonate to Max here. But what I actually wanted to say is that um, so I think the the biggest mistakes that brands can do around internal linking is not give it the priority that it deserves. Uh, because I think a lot of websites uh, put, for example, backlinks on a very, very high priority, uh, whereas sometimes without any backlinks and just with proper architecture, which is achieved, of course, with internal links, you can get so much better results. Uh, I've seen websites rank really high for very competitive keywords just because of this, just thanks to internal linking. And of course, uh, without being done with a clear strategy in place. So that leads me to like the, the second biggest mistake, I think, which is just putting links out there without a strategy and without much thought. So that will be the second one. Well, can, can I can I come in with on the on the mega menus things and the fact that Oric was having a conversation with John Muller? It's really it's really interesting that that he said that because I I can't remember whether it was John Muller or his predecessor Matt Cutts uh, that 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 once said a mega menu is not inherently bad, but it's what you don't say in that conversation. What, what Googlers don't say in that conversation. They, they, that was on one of the one of the webinars that they do to everybody. Um, they're not inherently bad, but. But and it's the but that didn't get mentioned the first time round. You know, it, it doesn't have that that context. So, so to, to, to your point of how many links, I don't think that is uh, the ideal way of looking at it. It's the it's a, it's the lack of context that it that it causes. Uh, also, the old sort of dilution of. Of, of PageRank, although PageRank is now, you know, uh, very much buried so far into the system that it's not not necessarily uh, the big thing. But it's that lack of context. If you, or it put it really well, or John put it really well, you know, if 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 your page is about everything, it's about nothing. That's that's the big dilemma for SEOs that want to rank for everything. So what about the SEOs working with a UX team? And the UX team are thinking, from a UX perspective, I want everything to be accessible directly from the homepage. I want all the links to be on there and just crawl, you know, hover over your web or tap your finger to actually get access to those things straight away. If that's the case, is it still possible to use, uh, in the old days it used to be things like nofollow or you perhaps consider JavaScript links or another form of links to make it less likely for search engines to be able to see and follow those links? Is that still a possibility? No, I would definitely not go through with that. I think that uh, the way to resolve the differences between UX and SEO on that front would be to test. Essentially, you know, if, if you actually put numbers and data behind your hypothesis, then you can, you know, there's no argument really. So at some point we've decided to do a test on three versions of the mega menu. So one, the normal one, the big one with everything in it. Uh, then we have uh, a middle ground, which is, for example, top categories and subcategories or the top subcategories. And then we have a third version that's completely stripped out and we have just top categories and not the, the other categories. So putting that in the wild and seeing how that behaves uh, from a UX perspective. And then, well, the hope is that the, you know, in, in my opinion, I'm for the middle ground approach, I would say. That's something I would go with. So that uh, points nicely to the subcategories. But on the other hand, not to incredibly strip down, but not incredibly full either. So I would go with that approach, but it's all about the data. 
uh, the data is going to drive that decision. So it's not even me arguing for, for SEO. It's just telling the UX team, okay, let's let's put all the hypotheses to the test and see uh, what the data tells us. I just wanted to, uh, to add uh, that I'm 100% with Orit on that as well. And um, also, if I may add that from, it's very, it's absolutely should be tested from UX perspective. And it very much depends um, as well on the industry, which I already mentioned. Uh, when you think about, you know, from travel, because my expertise is mostly travel SEO, uh, you want to make sure that people really go straight away to the funnel and they really, you know, go to search. So in a way, very often within the travel industry, the mega menu can be actually distracting and can actually harm the performance of the site. Whereas when you think about retail, um, you know, Shopify collection pages or, you know, the uh, demand work um, category pages, absolutely, I think from browsing perspective, when people have to learn about the products a little bit more, I think it absolutely makes sense um, to have them there. So I think, as you say, it's, it's, um, it should be absolutely tested from your ex perspective and um, it depends very much on the, on the industry type of the website. So what if you've got an SEO that um, is just getting started in a row and they're certainly sold on the value of internal linking, but they want to do some kind of audit on how effective the internal linking strategy is in their site? What's the best place to, 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 to start in terms of identifying the areas to focus on when it comes to internal linking? One of the things that uh, um, a tool that I use um, that I like is actually Sitebulb, which uh, is... It's got some nice layouts for internal link structures, and it shows the internal link structures in, in an interesting or a choice of interesting uh, manners. Um, uh, but uh, and, and I think it is important to try and visualize the link structure uh, if you're trying to do an audit because uh, it's not always easy to look at one page and then then see you know what's happening. But one of the things that we've we've tried to do it at, at InLinks now is is um, create a, a thing called an internal link score because it's not just about the 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 menu links uh, and the links on the page it's the links that aren't there is that is the the idea so if we can um, say what are the important cornerstone pages uh, and then and then work out all the all the link opportunities uh, and then we can work out which ones are actually linking then we've got this internal link score which is a which is quite a powerful way of seeing how far you've got to go so there's a whole load of things like you know orphan pages and other bits and pieces but but you know for me uh, Sitebulb is useful, and uh, it, this internal link score I think is going to develop as a as a really useful metric to just say how far have we got to go. What about yourself, Orit? So, what what's your preference in terms of software to identify internal links and missing internal link opportunities? I like H Ahrefs. Uh, I think that it gives me a few dimensions on what I can do with the data. First of all, they have, you know, the straightforward internal link suggestions, which we can use. Second of all, I can use that to see, obviously, the, the pages performance and the top pages and my rankings and everything else. So I can see which are my weakest links. Um, yeah, no pun intended, but my weakest links in terms of top pages, uh, see which pages are linked the least within the website. Uh, and that probably correlates, usually correlates uh, with the performance of the page as far as rankings and performance. So I would look at those weakest pages first and see and come up with a strategy on how do I link them uh, to strengthen them from stronger 
uh, and relevant pages on the website. So that's what I would do. I would spot the, the weakest pages first. They're linked uh, the least uh, from the website structure. There are audit tools that allow you to see how many links this uh, page is getting, and then you can uh, add more links to that. And what are your thoughts, Mags? Okay, so my, I would say it's uh, quite manual. Um, what I do is that I look at the top performing pages. I looked at um, the ones which should be top performing per- pages from search volumes perspective and keywords they, they target. And then uh, I'm using Screaming Croc um, to, un- to understand what's the current interlinking strategy on the site. And then um, based on, on the information I'm getting, on the data I'm getting, I identify contextual, the, mo- the best contextual content which should link to the pages with the, with the uh, um, highest opportunity. Um, I hope I say that right. Okay, sure. Okay, sure. So, so that's, um, I guess, identifying links that exist already. Um, how do you identify where the opportunities are to create new internal links? I don't have that problem because that's what the tool does uh, at, at Inlinks. So, but but you still have to identify which are your cornerstone pages, um, and then and then the tool will sort of read all the rest and see where you've talked about that concept on other web pages, um, and help build those links. But I, which is which can still be done manually. It's just hard. It's hard to do at scale. So you you know going through and um, uh, and finding all of the other times that you've talked about blue widgets so you so you, ha- you you end up with a cornerstone page about blue widgets you know the landing page um uh, and by the way i think i think um, on wordpress sites people underestimate the potential power of category pages in this regard because because by default category pages don't have any descriptive text so you can't you can't write much content on a default um wordpress category page but if you get a round route with a plugin or so, or or a, a style or a template uh, you can then create a lot of static content and then boost it all up because all of your other um, things that you're writing about that particular topic will automatically naturally uh, link back to that that category page uh, as well. But um, but it's 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 that that case of saying right, this is what I'm trying to trying to rank for. I've got to go through the whole of the website. And one way to do it is just go to go keyword site colon on your own site and see where you've mentioned those in Google, where where Google thinks those those, those ideas are, uh, and pick them out and then link within the within the text. And that's the contextual link. I love that uh, idea of um, actually creating a more dynamic category page on WordPress because by default, uh, as you say, um, it's essentially just a lot of links that, that, that update all the time. But if you can possibly actually add a bit of text using a plugin and then it almost looks like a dynamic piece of content that's updated because your posts are updating. So um, it could be quite appealing for search engines there as well. Dixon, you produced a case study called 80, 82% of internal linking opportunities are missed. Um, that's an incredible number of missed opportunities. Well, why is it so high? Yeah, it's actually a lot more than that. That was just, so we were looked at around about 6,000 websites uh, in, in the system, that, uh, that uh, but it was only looking at the pages where the website owners had identified and said this page is one where we want to get links to because not all pages need links you know let's let's be honest about it a lot of the stuff that we write is uh, is is um part of the story but not 
the the, the cornerstone for a, for a money word, if you like. Um, and so it was just looking at the web pages that that people that SEOs had identified as pages that wanted that they wanted their internal links to, and then it looked at how many links were already going in versus the ones that that could be going in, uh, and then found that sort of eighty two percent were missing. So basically, what's happening is that it's very hard for a human being to manually go and find all of those links that could be there on a on a on a even a modest sized website you know you can go around and if the website has got some rich content around then it's very difficult to to remember where all those things are and if you think about a journalist on the BBC for example they're never going to be thinking about anybody else's articles when they're writing their own article they uh, but of course they're writing things that is going to be pertinent to a lot of other bits of content on 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 the uh, on the site, but they don't know what that is, so they're not putting their link putting links into other pages on, on there. But that's what needs to happen. So you need some kind of system to 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 cope with that, whether it's a manual system or whether it's a you know an automated system. Um, otherwise, you're going to miss. It would turn out um, to miss eighty two percent of all your link opportunities. So how do you actually go about? identifying that landing page opportunity, that opportunity for that internal link to link to? Um, do you look at things like um, the quality of the unique content on that page? Do you look at perhaps keywords that are currently ranking for perhaps maybe three, four, five pages down on Google and there's an opportunity to boost that higher? Um, are there other metrics that you look at? Um, or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think it's, uh, yeah, I'm happy that there's a Dixon tool, uh, the tool that Dixon has, of course, uh, which is super smart. And I have tried it myself, not recently, but I have definitely tried it. Uh, At the moment, the process that we're going through is, is quite manual. Uh, because it's um, you do have plugins uh, for WordPress, as you said, uh, that the internal linking process with those would be just hyperlink a keyword whenever it appears with every with the same page over and over again. Clearly, not the best outcome. So those plugins need to be either um, modified uh, in some way so it's not uh, incredibly robotic persistence uh and or just do that manually and that's what we're doing we're basically doing that manually uh because yeah we have different priorities when it comes to which pages we want ranking which pages need uh the attention so yeah basically going through that manually uh it's not uh a huge process sometimes we just pick a batch of pages that we want to promote and then we think about all of our content and where um you know we have the list of the content we see it all in front of us uh and we see which pages would be the right fit for which you know for the pages that we want to link to so it is manual work uh, it really depends on the site uh on the size of the site obviously uh if you want to do it manually or not but i do agree that a website with millions and millions and millions of pages uh might be incredibly problematic and maybe there is uh a need for uh, a more scalable solution that will automate this, but in a smarter way. Got you. Um, Mags, um, you mentioned that you've had quite a bit of experience in the travel sector, uh, or you were talking quite a bit about e-commerce and uh, other sectors as well. How do the internal linking needs differ depending on the industry that you happen to be in? So, so, so Mags, looking at the travel industry, are there any unique um, aspects of internal linking that are especially uh, appropriate for the travel industry? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I would say from tra- in travel industry, um, it has to be done on scale. Because when you think about it, so, so many, when you think about hotel properties, for example, think about Spain. There's thousands of thousands of hotel property pages. You need to, from our, let me tell you a story. So there is, um, there was interesting experience, um, I had a few years back, um, when, uh, I started working with a travel company which, uh, just rewritten content around uh, 300 different hotel property pages. They didn't rank well for those. They were, the pages were indexed, but they didn't rank almost at all, which was quite surprising because the domain was very strong. The, um, the hotel properties were submitted within the XML sitemap. Obviously, when I looked into the website, they were absolutely not linked, uh, linked to properly. When we um, added links, literally manual, what we did is that we divided those hotel properties um, by search volumes, by, by keywords which targets, uh, sorry, by keywords, um, similar keyword search volumes. And um, for half of those properties, we um, set up manual links within the website. Within, it was within two weeks' time, the ones which, which, which had links pointing to started really ranking already on the second and the third page, just with one or, sec- or two links. So that was the proof to the business to show, okay, we actually need proper links and proper interlinking strategy to make it happen. But how you do it on scale within travel, imagine you have those thousands of hotels. So... The way it's, um, the, the approach which I like the most and, you know, tested a few different solutions is that you look at your hotels by destinations. And of course, think about it, think about Barcelona, for example. You, it's impossible to link to all hotels within Barcelona. It's, you know, thousands of properties. How do you make sure you are definitely linking to the hotels which matters to you the most? And you are making sure that you are not omitting the hotels which are medium, um, me- medium importance, I would say. And what about the rest? So another few hundred properties. So the, the best approach from what, you know, from, from my experience is that absolutely, of course, you feature those hotel properties, the ones which matter the most on your destination landing pages. So if we're talking about Barcelona, you are linking nicely down to those hotel, featured hotels, um, in Barcelona, but you also have to make sure that every single hotel property is linked to, otherwise it will not rank, absolutely not rank at all, even though the, the, uh, the um, content is, is, is great. So what we do is that um, we create HTML sitemaps for every single destination around the world, and we link from those destination pages to individual hotel property sitemap for that specific destination. It means that, of course, Google, you know, comes to this, let's say, Barcelona page, sees Barcelona page, understands, okay, these are the featured hotels, the hotels, the most important ones. But then Google also finds this single link to the HTML sitemap for how Barcelona goes there and discovers all the, all the hotel properties, which are also, in, you know, featured on the site. And this is, this is maybe not ideal solution, but it's the best solution I, I could come up with uh, for, um, you know, massive, um, massive website. I love that. And I, it certainly shows that um, 
that kind of tactic could be applied for, say, an e-commerce site as well. Um, if you identified certain categories and certain items that you sold within those categories were selling particularly well or particularly profitable, then you could run some kind of, some kind of a script to identify those uh, particular items and uh, automatically link to those items and hopefully ensure that your website's more profitable and hopefully had a higher conversion rate as a result, result of doing that as well. Um, or you, you've recently started as um, SEO director for Forbes, uh, obviously a massive news type site. Um, does internal linking have to be largely automated for that size of site? Or can you build in good internal linking practice um, uh, with journalists, for instance, when they're creating articles? Right. So um, there Forbes is, is quite huge. So the, the department that I'm uh, responsible for is the advisor side of Forbes, uh, recommending financial services, comparing financial services. So that's like my my territory. So just if I speak about uh, comparing financial services, so it's about different areas of, of comparison. So because we have, um, it's not small, but it's still a finite number of uh, areas uh, to compare. So this doesn't make it a huge, huge task uh, to interlink between them. Uh, this is why we still do this manually and we keep the context quite strong. So in every page, uh, on every sector that we compare uh, within it, so we make sure that the links are all within that um, cluster or within that topic. Uh, so our internal linking is very, very topical. So we we don't link to, I don't know, um, car insurance uh, from pet insurance, you know, things like that. So we keep it very, very tight. And because we keep it tight and quite selective, uh, also uh, adding to that pages that we want to push through those internal linking. So it doesn't become uh, a mammoth task as it would imagine as you would imagine being, uh, but we can't do that uh, automatically as well. As I said, we we have to have control uh, because we have the, um, our goals, which is to push a specific page or the other and push the page for contextual relevance as well, which I think is really important for, um, uh, for ranking a website as well, because uh, this is, this also overlaps with, with e-com as well. And the way I approach that, um, uh, internal linking strategy in e-com, uh, adding those internal links, especially on category pages, when there's not a lot to actually write about, people just want to see the products. They don't care about reading an article or something like that. So completely different. Uh, so the internal links actually, uh, act as a way to increase the context of the page. So I don't really, so that actually helps me to add something on the page, which is not actual pictures of a product. So there, the internal links serve a massive purpose in how the page becomes contextually relevant. Uh, so yeah, and, and in that case, extremely uh, keeping it, again, very, very tight on the topical relevance. So some very good tips there about um, optimizing your internal linking for large sites. Dixon, you've mentioned WordPress already. So it's maybe focusing a little bit about um, smaller sites. Um, you talked about the possibility of maybe using a plugin to um, add some text to a category page. page. But, but what about specifically internal linking? I, re I remember years ago using a plugin that I remember the name of called Yarp, yet another related post plugin. Um, 
Is there a decent WordPress plugin, a better, more up-to-date plugin that exists nowadays that can really enhance your internal linking on WordPress? I think Yarp still goes, going to kind of finds tries to find some related posts and stuff. I think that's still there. And then Link Whisper is another another one that uh, is as as Mag says is exact match anchor text, so it's not ideal really because it's just. Um, uh, but oh, it might be ideal. I I've not used it, so. Uh, I can't comment too much. But I think one of the things that you can do, um, what we've done, what I've done on, on, on one of my blogs um, is set um, three different template pages. So when I write a oh, oh, post, so, so when I write a post, I can choose a different template depending on how important I think the article is. So if it's a corner, if it's a um, if it's a normal article, the default template will 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 on the right hand side list pick out my 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 cornerstone things because I've got these guide guide for this and guide for that and guide for that. These are the ones I kind of really would like people to to go and see. But then it will have the category you know, the, the category menu of all the categories and things. Um, then if it becomes more important, it takes away the category menu so that there's less links to everything else. And it's kind of like focusing more down to the to the three the three sort of standout things that I want people to do. And then if I got something really important, I've just got this plain, plain theme, which takes away all of this stuff on the outside and basically any links are sort of coming into that, 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 that uh, idea. And that's kind of how you do it at the, at the menu level. Um, but, uh, but it, it's still the contextual level, I think, you know, as, as, as Orit says, is, you know, really there is a, there is an advantage of, of having that cluster system that seems to be part of the, part of the, um, the, the business model at Forbes where or it's in charge of the, the financial kind of section there. So therefore she's naturally going to link within her silo, if you like, but it's not compulsory. I'm guessing it's not compulsory. And I think that's the best way of dealing with clusters or silos because what you don't, what I don't really like is a, a, a physical silo where you can't link outside that silo you have to link within the silo and then, uh, you know, either by decree or by um, technology. Uh, and that, I think, is not as useful as a leaky bucket silo where you can still kind of link out to other ideas where it's contextually relevant. Because I think really context is is really around about, the, you know, the sentence around the around the link, really. That's, you know, that that's all Google needs to get the context. Uh, it doesn't need. Um, it's not just anchor text, but it's sort of you know, uh, it, it, with 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 things like mum and stuff. It's 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 the way in which it sort of talks about those those related topics and whether they've got an of or an on or an an or whatever. Uh, and I think that that um, uh, is 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 important that 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 you you link where it is important um, across across your site. But yes, this clustering around a theme. Can be really powerful as long as as long as there is a page at the top of this theme that is the uh, is is the the big money the big ticket item I suppose yeah hundred percent I also want to add to to what Dixon said that on that freedom I hundred percent agree so for example we have different pages that review uh, a provider for example some kind of insurance and we add the information that they also have different types of insurance and then we would link into our different types of insurance that we recommend. So it's definitely not something that is um, a forced system where we have to link into the, the silo. It's a matter of, uh, it comes per need. It comes per context. Like, whereas, like, I think that the best kind of internal link in general is the one that provides the best kind of information in context. So definitely not afraid to use that 
What about internal links to your homepage? Is it sufficient just to link to your homepage cross-site from an image, your your logo? Or is it more effective to try and incorporate some kind of keyword-rich link to your homepage as well? I would sort that with um, breadcrumbs, really. Like I think breadcrumbs, you know, just cover that uh, with the link on the logo as well. I would say I'm a big fan of um, of targeting the homepage just purely with the brand name. Obviously, probably this becomes um, quite challenging if your brand is, for example, Chip Flights, and you want to make sure that you rank for this uh, for this keyword. Um, so probably incorporating the name uh, within the um, within the breadcrumb would be great. But probably logo, obviously, would Altstack would have to say the you know the, the just the brand name. But I think that's it really from what I would like to add here. I think the, uh, the the for me, the idea is to make sure that the brand. Maybe this is more of a, a marketing positioning question than an internal links question, but trying to get your brand closely associated with the entity or main topic that the business is about is a is a key thing. I mean, Nike is about well is is about sportwear, you know, and 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 you know it, you know, uh, and um, uh, and. Uh, if you can if you can get your brand so closely associated with a concept, then that's great because you're you've got a really good chance of your homepage ranking when somebody types in the concept. It's not an easy thing to do, especially if you're a small business, but it's certainly a um, a worthy goal because your brand needs to say something about you, and it may as well say something that a search engine can understand. Yes, I remember at Expedia we were um, want to make make sure that the brand Expedia is associated with travel, and we actually just rank for travel keywords. So in this um, in this for this um, goal we were making sure that each press release um, the, the word Expedia and the travel word is actually within one sentence. I don't know if they still uh, practice that and how they trying to optimize um, towards this goal to rank for travel, uh, but this is what we did a few years back, quite a long time ago. Have any of you demonstrated that an internal link from the main body content will drive more authority compared with uh, an internal link from footer sections or other sections of a page? So there's an interesting um, piece of a long, long time back uh, that Google went from uh, PageRank to Reasonable Surfer, which is trying to have algorithms that will... um, treat a link on a page that somebody is likely to click on as more important than links on a page that people are not likely to to, to click on. Now, this is a long time back, and this is definitely old school, but they never were very specific about what somebody was more likely to click on than another. Is it a menu link or is it a, an in-content link? I think the general feeling these days is um, that context is is key and you get the context in the body text so the body a body text link allows a search engine to better understand what the meaning and the purpose of that link is a navigational link yes it can be important but uh but um it, it's google well google in its in its quality rated guidelines talks about uh, body content as in, as separate to navigational content and third-party content or something like that. I don't know what the three types of content are. And it asks the quality gate raters to really pay attention to that body content as as distinct from, from the other bits. So I think there is a um, evidence that Google will um, uh, want to treat 
body text links with more uh, or body text content and therefore the links within them with more relevance than uh, the other stuff around. All right, I see you nodding away there. Is there anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I think that there have been countless tests done around this and, uh, you know, with the countless talks that Google had with with people just emphasizing, you know, if, if this links matters to you, put it in the body text. Uh, and also, you know, around the tests being done, I remember like quite a few of them actually seeing that Google would ignore a link for ranking purposes in the top navigation or in the footer. However, so I think there are two different purposes here in the navigation, like top navigation footer, the links for me at least are there for crawling purposes uh, and not for ranking purposes. So for crawling and understanding the overall context of the website, uh, if I actually want to give value to a link, then I will put it in the, in the body context. So I would produce a page around it and, uh, make sure that I link it uh, from the top navigation and from the footer, etc. cetera. Uh, but I don't count on um, a page, like on the, the value of an internal link from the from navigation. I provide lots of other signals as well, from producing the page, as I said, to, to linking to that page and, you know, giving Google all of the rest of the scale of, of you know, attention that I could possibly give to that page. Mags, you agree that if you want to give value to a link, you include it in the body section? Absolutely. And this is, I think this is very much connected with that um, mega menu conversation we had at the beginning. So, yes, I would say if, um, if I want to make sure that the um, uh, anchor text is counted and, the, um, and has the um, right waiting, I would say the more likely the user can see the link and maybe click on the link, as um, Dixon mentioned, uh, will give this um, link more value. So we started out this episode by asking each of you about the biggest mistake that brands make with the internal linking. Let's finish off by getting you to share your number one internal linking tip. Um, so if, you, if I can get you to share your tip and then please share details of um, where our listeners can get hold of you. So let's um, go back to Dixon for the first one. So Dixon, what would be your number one internal linking tip? Oh, well, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't want to just just say, oh, try try InLinks, although it does have a free option. So do, do have a look at inlinks.net and see if it if if it's there if it's for you uh but i think i think the uh, the biggest opportunity is you know um just the your, your landing pages just just find all of the other mentions of that particular uh, important keyword for you that's that, that that's that's in your website uh, and in the body text link it through to the page that you think should be ranking for that particular phrase and i think that's 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 basically an easy win and where's the best place that people can find you online? Dixon? Oh, inlinks.net, I think, is probably the best place to go for, for, for all of this stuff. So, all right, so what is your number one internal linking tip? I think that the best tip that I can can give is to have a strategy behind it, to do your research behind it, to combine your keyword research with it. So when you think about how you're going to produce a page, think about the internal linking opportunities as well. Don't leave, try not to leave that for later. Uh, better do that sooner than later so you can accommodate because clearly there's more value uh, to a page when it goes live with all the information and all the links within versus updating that in the future. You know, Google is no fool. Uh, So clearly we've been adding those internal links for, you know, specific purposes. So if you can, do think about 
uh, internal links when you're producing the content. But if you're at the point where you're optimizing, still I would refer you back to the research. And uh, even if the page already exists, you've already done the research uh, from the get-go, go back to the research and see uh, how you can uh, best accommodate uh, those internal links in the best content that's suited for them. Great thoughts. And um, what site or social media handle would you like to share with our listener? Uh, I'm at I'm on Twitter, uh, sharing mostly memes and jokes uh, when times are better at uh, doing that. Uh, but yeah, some SEO um, thoughts uh, now and then. Uh, and what's your so handle? Orit, S-I-M-U. Orit Simu. That's my handle. And last but not least, Mags. Mags, what is your number one internal linking tip? Okay, so that'll be probably a quick win. Um, identify top pages, uh, all relevant keywords for those for those top pages. Look into Search Console what landing pages already uh, create impressions for those relevant keywords. And those which are not your top pages, make sure that they link to your top pages from those anchor text. Um, would you identify as top keywords? I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, that usually works really lovely. And uh, where can people find you online? I'm on shinosdigital.com and Twitter, Max Shikora. And Mags, uh, I'd just like to say as well, while we're, while we're here, thanks very much for what you're doing. I know you're down in Poland, quite close to the border there. So um, thanks for, for all the work that you're doing down there. Thank you so much. We it's, obviously uh, stand it's, with it's, Ukraine. It's uh, impressive so. to see. Thank you very much. Difficult times, but yeah, we have to all go through this and help Ukraine. Couldn't say any better myself. Um, really appreciate you all coming on. Mags, at Dixon, really great episodes. I've been your host, David Bain. Here's hoping that by the time we meet again, the war is over, Ukraine's free. We'll let you know at blog.majestic.com as to how we're proceeding with the future episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Bye-bye for now.